Well, hello. We're here at the Career Pro Inc. podcast. My name is John O'Connor. We're joined by Jack, who will be doing a little bit of the interrogation today. So welcome, Jack. I look forward to your questions. Today, we're going to talk about how to stand out from the crowd, job-seeking skills. Jack, I think you have the manual on me, and we're, we're happy to have you here. I really appreciate you coming in. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, John, I have six questions I want you to answer today, all relating to how to stand out from the crowd, like you said. First thing I want to know is, what is the best approach in general to a job search? Whoa. That may be a tough one because let's talk about, think about when you're listening to this, who you are. Were you recently laid off? Are you thinking about moving your career from where it is at your company up? Are you in a situation where your job just drives you crazy and you're ready to make a move? Are you, uh-oh, here come more questions. Are you, are you serious about moving out of the area in which, where you live, how far, what cities or towns, and, and what is the salary range you desire? Are you trying to change careers? Are you staying in the same career? Wow, there are just a lot of questions before you get started. So the, the approach is, let's make it simple. Set some goals. Set some parameters of what you will and won't do. What are the conditions? What's your stress level? How important is it to make this next move? Those are the things I would ask a lot of questions right now. But that's the approach to the job search. Let me just say one more thing, Jack. Taking a positive approach to those goals. No matter what your stress situation is, if you've been laid off, if you're frustrated with your boss, whatever's motivating you, staying positive about it and setting some parameters around the search are absolutely key. All right. So staying positive and setting goals is a great place to start. But the next thing I want to know, number two, how does someone plan a focused job search? So planning a focused job search, that's a tough one too. Let, let's get some parameters down. If you've got a lot of the questions answered of where, when, how, why, what's your motivation, maybe we could focus just a little bit to start out with on the plan. The plan needs to have days, times you're willing to commit. So let's divide that into you're seeking a job and you're either working part-time or you've been laid off or you're, you're really full-time in search or you're working uh, full-time and you're looking for that next career move. So planning will be a little bit different for you. One of the things I would like to point out right away, if you're, quote, in full-time job search, it usually, in my experience, does not help even six-figure executives to devote 40, 50, 60 hours a week that perhaps you're used to in your last job to pure job search, sitting in back of the computer, applying for jobs online, contacting recruiters, hitting it so hard and so intense that it almost demotivates you. So planning effective job search, let's just let's do some general rules. 20 to 25 hours of productive, pure job search activity a week. The other time that you have, let's say it's 15 hours, let's say a 40-hour week, you could devote that to learning, taking a class, 
volunteerism, just pure light network connections, entertainment, catching up on books you haven't read, doing a little bit of short trips or traveling, maybe related to job search, maybe not, taking a longer lunch, getting in shape, exercising. Truthfully, it really works better if you don't put massive pressure on yourself during a job search. So let's say you, you've set your goal in 90 days, and let's just use that as the example. Planning an effective job search, I would rather see someone who's working full-time devote one to two productive hours a day if they can pull it off, maybe a half an hour toward your lunch. Uh, maybe you can sneak away half an hour to make a, a couple of phone calls to an executive recruiter or a contact that you made on LinkedIn. Uh, if you're working full time, maybe attending a networking event online or in person after work. Uh, doing some training and and one-on-ones if you can, if you're doing a localized search or planned phone calls. Those are things that can be productive. And then part of that, of course, is checking and networking with people online, uh, trying to find employee referrals within target companies is one of the most productive things you can do. Building many relationships with people at your target companies or organizations. If you're making a career shift, you need to invest time in connecting with people who will help you, encourage you, and maybe move that forward. But how do you check progress? How do you plan it? I think it starts with your time. We all have 24 hours in a day. How, do, how are we going to use it? Uh, job search, I'll just end with this on that point, Jack. It does not help to put a lot of stress on yourself because uh, in, in a search to do too many things at once. I have to have a perfect LinkedIn. I've got to have my resume perfect in, in the first two or three weeks. You do need to have those things set. And so let's look at that. You could divide it up into goal planning, research, excellent documents, your bios and your resumes, interview training, where are you weak, training in general, what software, technical skills, what do you need to brush up on to make sure you're the best? Those are the things that I would work on and plan to help you focus your job search campaign, along with where are you gonna live, what, what are, are your goals realistic? You need to check those with key people in the marketplace. So in a good job search, not putting the pressure off of you and then using the free time from that to improve yourself is a good way to stay focused. That's absolutely right. Uh, you know, this, it's an opportune time, whether you're working full-time or you're looking sort of full-time with some, perhaps some part-time activities. Some of those activities you need to check. It, am I ready to make this next move into a senior medical or healthcare opportunity? You know, do I have the requirements of the typical position that I'm looking for? Am I making a career change? You probably need more time in your search, more what I would call productive behavior in that time. So one of the things that we do with clients, and, and one of the ways if you're sort of doing this on your own or you want to check your activity, what are the productive behaviors and habits of job search? We're talking about that now, but productivity is the key. Just spinning your wheels, reading a book because you heard online that you could learn more about interviewing, kind of this random type of job search can make you a little bit crazy. It's, it's like there's over-information on every subject out there. You need to focus. All right. So first thing we know is how to approach a job search now. And now we know how to 
is to have a focus job search. But next, I want to know, number three, what are the logistics involved in a proper job search? Well, you do need some basic things. So let's go over the fundamentals. Uh, and let's let's start right at your computer. You need a working, decent laptop or desktop that you can go to. You need, and I know this sounds fundamental and basic, but a lot of people miss it. You need to have a job search-related email, like uh, joconnor at gmail.com or whatever it is that's not associated with your company unless you're, you absolutely... Uh, have let your company know, your company or organization knows you're searching, and they would know that you'd be searching during the day. A lot of people will trade emails with their contacts on platforms that are related to their job, their current job, or their past job. I don't think that's the best use. So a perhaps an individual email related to your, your job search uh, that isn't too controversial, your name. A computer with Microsoft Word, Excel, PowerPoint, whether you like that suite or not, or whether you like Apple or not, the Microsoft suite is what you need to, to do. You need to know how, this sounds simple, to create a PDF, to log on to your LinkedIn and move through that platform effectively, updating your bio, uh, making sure if you're in a more of a, I would call it a more of a stealthy job search. You know what and what not to do on LinkedIn. But you need to have those tools open. You need to have uh, updated documents, references, salary history. Yes, you need it. Reference page. You need. It would be nice to have reference letters, not just reference paragraphs on LinkedIn. You need to logistically you should plan to talk to your references and make sure they're up to date. What are you doing? If you're doing a stealthy search that let's say you have five references, they need to know what you're up to and have a current copy of your updated and excellent Microsoft Word based resume. Uh, you need to have a text version of your resume. Whew, can I go on? Uh, last thing, make sure your updated networking clothes and interview attire are ready to go. Are you ready for your industry? Are you ready to go to maybe a networking type of meeting association function that you haven't been to in six months? Check yourself, check your look, and make sure you're ready for that next move. Those are some of the logistics that I would suggest people have. All right, so I know how to approach this job search, how to stay focused, and all the logistics involved. But now, number four, I want to know how I can use my creative thinking in this job search. Okay, let me give you some examples of our clients who've successfully transitioned to six-figure employment. Just, uh, just a random sampling of true successful uh, people who have made either career shifts away from their industry or career moves that have have brought them closer to what we call their mission or their work-life mission, not just another job. I bear, I have a job that pays my bills, but something that, that they really wanted. Well, here's what they did in creative thinking. And I'll just give you a list. They've contributed to professional articles when they haven't or didn't do it much before. They've begun blogs. They've developed, even during their work, when they were stealthily searching, they've upped their brand at work. They've taken on new responsibilities that helped actually build their credibility in their current job, but made them even more marketable for their next employer. 
they took classes and courses online that they didn't have to take because it was a part of their job. They weren't required to do it to, again, build up their resume. They've sought professional help, whether from a career coach, resume writer. Of course, that's where we have gotten involved. But let's go beyond that. They've used, they've, uh, people have done things outside of their comfort zone. They've given interviews uh, professionally. They've gotten more involved in association meetings and they've done podcasts. They've uh, written books. Uh, they've uh, done speaking engagements. They built a small consulting enterprise. They've helped with startups. I mean, I think I've gi given about 10 ideas of what I would call creative outside of the typical job search realm thinking. That's what some of the folks have done. And, and it really makes a difference when someone in an interview says, well, tell us a little bit what you've been doing over the last year in addition to your current role. If you don't have much to say and you haven't really been involved, and let me end with this on that subject, Jack, volunteerism. They got more involved in volunteer groups related to their career and some just because it was in their heart. And that's a whole nother subject. But volunteerism has propelled some of our clients to make contacts in fields and make really unusual uh, contacts that led to other contacts that led to ultimately job opportunities and career moving events. Oh, that's really cool. And, and those are some great specific examples of creative thinking that I can use in my job search. And kind of going along with that, I have all these, I have this creative mind and I, and I think I can use it well. What are some other things I can do to, you know, differentiate myself from the other competition as they might be creative as well? Well, let's just, I'll use one example right now. Some of the people that I've talked to in, call it career transition, we're using the, the phrase job search. When you're looking for that next move, we hope it's towards your work-life mission. We hope it's really an advancement, something you want, something that's necessary for your family and you believe you're in a way called to do, as I might say. If you're in that situation, the way to differentiate yourself one way is to read. I've seen people who have, if you ask them, what, what are the books you've read in the last one to three years? Read some of your industry standard books. Read things that are outside of your comfort zone, maybe even outside of the, the field you're in to open your mind. If you look at some of the best leaders in the country, if you look at their blogs and what they talk about and when they're interviewed, you look at all some of the top ma male and female business leaders throughout the country, they'll start citing books that they've read and you start thinking, why? Well, how much time do they have in their hands to be reading books? I mean, they're leading a corporation. They're, they're, uh, they're the head of surgery at Johns Hopkins, wherever, right. at Duke. It, it's, it's really incredible that top leaders read inside and outside of their field because it opens their mind. So one of the differentiating factors, I believe, in leadership and in career transition is people who push themselves to begin a disciplined reading habit. And I'll just feature that as one of the ways you can really differentiate yourself in the job search. And let me add one very quick one to that enthusiasm for what you're about to do and where you're going. If you talk about the regrets, the disappointments, you don't have your stories ready about how you've 
faced a problem, overcome a challenge with a team, and can indicate that in a positive way with enthusiasm, a lot of times a recruiter who picks up the phone is going to say, you know, I just didn't get the energy from that candidate, no matter how good your skills are, no matter how good your resume looks. So don't forget enthusiasm makes a difference. All right. So now I, I'm a creative thinker and I've put that into practice. I've learned how to differentiate myself from others in the in the job search. Well, now I'm feeling great about myself, but how do I properly do self-promotion? Well, this is like a sitcom, isn't it? Within 20 minutes, I, everything is resolved. I would just <laughs> it's an incredible pill that we're selling today. It's a, it's a new pharmaceutical. <laughs> if you could just take this pill and it work for you. But this is hard work. You know, a job search whether you're you know, full-time doing it or you're doing it stealthy or you're propelled back in the workforce, returning to the workforce maybe after years, it's, it is a job. So what are the things that you can do uh, to really promote yourself and to, to stand out from the crowd? Is that the question? Yes. Uh, I think that you, here's, this is a difficult one. This is really more difficult than, than, you, than it might be on the surface. So I don't have an easy answer, but let me speak to it this way. And I don't like holding people back and having them feel like, oh, I'm nervous about this move. But you have to be very planned about this. You can't just, oh, I just heard this idea about blogging for my career. Maybe your company's not too cool on blogging for your career. Maybe they're watching what you're doing on LinkedIn, and maybe you don't want everyone to see. Uh, perhaps you are you love new ideas and you you jump in head first, and you're a little bit sloppy in in the way you communicate on email. You aren't as sure of yourself, and you go off into a tangent and start a small business and start promoting that to all your friends, and then that kind of kicks away after a few months and you're back in the regular job search. So proper self-promotion means how will others see me? How do I want to be seen? And, and what do I want my reputation to be as I move into this next move? So planning that, I think, you know, a lot of people ask us, you know, how do I do this properly? You know, some things you need to keep a little bit quiet right. and work on. Yeah. And others... I would promote the things that are, are going to make a difference, where you're not tipping people off too much if you're in stealthy search, and you're not chasing you know, a lot of shiny objects uh, in, your, in your move because you've got a lot of energy in, in a kind of a non-secretive search. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, that's really good. And we've gone over a great general interview here of standing out from the crowd and how to correctly approach the job search with staying positive and then after that staying focused great ways to know what the logistics are involved in a proper job search then how to use creative thinking differentiating ourselves from the crowd and then self-promotion is there anything you want to add at the end of this well i think you you hinted at it right there and i'll just i'll, I'll we'll just wrap up with this all of these ideas taken together need to be develop and crafted into an individual plan. If you can do that and pull it off, that is very specific to what you want to do. Not just, man, here's a bunch of ideas. Let me just throw them in the soup <laughs> and start heating up the stove and, and, and get some carrots in there and start making some soup. Well, you might come in with, you know, kind of boiling a shoe type tasting soup. 
don't throw it in all together. Pick the things that are going to matter to you and matter to the audience you, you want to create that value proposition with. And then I think you've got something very strong. I appreciate your, your time today and asking me these great questions. And, and I hope we've given the listeners something to think about and something to do. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you.